0: We've got to do now, it's past the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three questions, and you together? go through that doorway to the greatest of the best. Good morning, everybody. This is Shoreel Annie for you today. On 3CR, we're talking Australian film and other types of moving images. And today we're, we had a chat with um, Indigenous director Ivan Sen and leading actor Aaron Pedersen, who... Uh, are in. Um, they've made a film called Gold Goldstone. You may have noticed that it's in the uh, cinemas at the moment. Goldstone, which follows on from Mystery Road, which was uh, another film, Ivan Zen film, and uh, it's uh, literally does follow on. It's a part of a um, compilation set, really, for exploring the character that Aaron Pedersen plays in the uh, landscape uh, of. Um, the Australian interior—it's—it's it's a fascinating sort of ride. But anyway, but before before we do that, we have to congratulate Nick Backler, who we talked to a few weeks ago about his film. It's about his. First, we, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked to um, Nick about his first film behind the camera because he's been a an actor for about fifteen years. But he he uh, made a film called Inside Fighter, which has won the best documentary at the recent Melbourne Documentary Film Festival. So congratulations to Nick Backler and all the filmmakers who screened at the inaugural Melbourne Documentary Film Festival, which is the first. uh a, f- a, f- a documentary film festival in Australia that uh, has uh, is um, a prize winning uh, affair with uh, different um, categories, which will then lead into other festivals around the world. So, there you go, uh, Melbourne. Uh, did it first Uh, but uh, we also need to remind you about the upcoming 3CR Showreel fundraiser if you aren't going to the opening night of MIF, we invite you to the 3CR Showreel film fundraiser 3CR Showreel fundraiser Thursday the 28th of July Fallout stunning documentary by Lawrence Johnson starring Gregory Peck Ava Gardner, Neville Shoot, and 1959 Melbourne, during shooting of On the Beach, with a side order of international fear of a nuclear holocaust.
2: Today, every inhabitant of this planet must contemplate the day when this planet may no longer be habitable.
0: Fallout, July the 28th, 7pm, upstairs at 3CR, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, $10.00. Keep 3CR Radical Radio on the air. Neville Shoot brought the most
1: appalling concept of all to a mainstream audience.
0: For me it was real, just penetrated every bone of my body. Yeah, so come along and uh, be part of the uh, Showreel 3CR fundraiser, film fundraiser upstairs at... Three CR, come and have a look at the station. Come and watch this wonderful film by Lawrence Johnson. Uh, get a get a load of Melbourne from 1959 and uh, the uh, whole uh, feeling of uh, the uh, effect of uh, nuclear war on people's in on people's psyche. It was uh, quite extraordinary. And of course, it's not over yet because Australia is in the midst of being uh, billed as the uh, nuclear waste dump of the world so uh, it just keeps on giving does the old nuclear uh, threat anyway great film Uh, uh, hope that you can turn up on the Thursday the 28th starts at 7 the film does but you can come a bit earlier than that and uh, meet and and greet and uh, perhaps uh, eat some of the uh, uh, goodies that will be on uh, will be supplied to the people who come anyway We'll move right along to the chat I had with I- Ivan Zen and uh, Aaron Peterson about Goldstone, which is uh, the latest film from Ivan Zen. It is the next film in a series which began with Mystery Road. Uh, and uh, they came, uh, I- Ivan Zen and Aaron Peterson, came to the 3CR studios to tell us about Goldstone, which is actually really worth having a listen to and see. You're not a, a stranger to awards. You've been given lots of awards for your work you've, uh, and you've been following a variety of uh, uh, themes s- throughout your filmmaking career. Can you tell us how this film, Goldstone, fits into your explorations?
2: It's, Goldstone is it's a very conscious um, stepping stone to speak to larger audiences, really. Um, from a very, I guess, art house background, um, which is great because you know that's why I, I want to tell important stories and uh, and um, stories which are uh, meaningful and um, stories which I think don't get told by other people. So, um, but in in doing that, I, I felt I have felt like I want to uh, speak to wider wider audiences, and I'm very interested in in genre, using genre as a as a um, vehicle to um, I guess, um, show my perspective of the world and, uh, Goldstone is, is this, I mean, Mystery Road a few years ago was a bit of a stepping stone in that direction. And now Goldstone is a, another step in that direction. And, um, my next projects down, the, down the road, I think, um, will be even larger steps to, to, um, speak it to wider audiences at the same time as trying to, you know, um, maintain a sense of, uh, of, uh, meaning and, uh, depth, um, in In the work
0: well, I was going to say because uh we've got a, a an indigenous uh, broadcaster here who uh has got a rap that calls Australia a crime scene, and I thought it was quite appropriate that you should have <laughs> used this genre Is that something you'd thought about uh, i don't know
2: i I think i i I've always been fascinated by, I guess, drawn to the the Western as well as crime, crime stories. And I think that's probably beyond any cultural perspective. Um, uh, The Western, you know, there's just something about nature and people within nature and uh, at the mercy of nature. And uh, I don't know, just uh, the mystery, the mystery of, of what's happened, you know, in a certain place at a certain time is always attracted me and um in this country there's a lot of um there's a lot of crimes that have been committed out there and there's a lot of mysteries which are still out there to be solved and uh i guess having an indigenous detective doing that um just just turns the whole um genre on its head a little bit and um by the very by his very nature he is a a political device to a degree and uh you know, he's he's someone who actually is connected to the crimes that have been going on in his country for a long time, but he's also been been um, charged with actually policing his own people at the same time and and uh, locking them up.
0: Well, yeah, that's fairly complicated. I was going to ask you, Aaron. One of the things I found really interesting was how you, in your acting, uh, the the physicality of Uh, showing uh, the lead man as uh, an inebriated Mm. Aboriginal man, which is an incredibly loaded political device. I did an interview with a guy, um, Ivan Cousins, from down in the Western District, the Aboriginal man, and he said that when he was growing up, for an Aboriginal man to be sitting out with a can of beer in front of his house, like any old person, would be incredibly um uh, loaded in 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 you know talk- yeah. talking about that person as being a, a rubbish person
1: yeah totally um look i mean you know um indigenous bloodline and um you know uh alcohol always um, brings up you know strong elements of stereotypes and stuff but but, you know, we've seen him in the first journey on Mystery Road. You know, he's a strong and able man. Um, and he's apt. He's, you know, he does his job within the parameters of the law and he does it very well. And he's got a caring heart and, you know, uh, the three-line for Jay Swan that I believe Ivan's given him is that he, you know, he's a good man. He does the right thing, you know. And so to find him uh, in the second chapter of his life, I suppose you'd call it, uh, is... Um, to do with a place that he's landed in because of not uh, uh, anything that he could control, but you know, heavy grief to do with loss of family and also, um, you know, his broken relationship. Uh, things haven't really worked out the way that everyone thought it might have. And and for us, that's uh, you know, that's that's the creative input. We we think it's challenging. We think that it, it offers you know a lot of different elements for uh, both people involved in the journey Ivan from the you know creative filmmaking point of view and me as an actor I gave myself a challenge and I think you know a parent's grief is uh, something that I couldn't even fathom you know it's uh, they say there's no pain like it so he's he's somewhere there you know and he's lost his daughter and and then there's this element of him having you know, gone through trying to put his family back together. But, you know, he did kill five or six men at the end of the first film too. And, you know, that that doesn't necessarily sit well with him either. I mean, we're not walking around trying to be a hero and, you know, everything's okay and you can pretty much just brush it off your shoulders. No, he's a man of emotion. So I'd like to think that, um, you know, that's the human element of it. Now, where he goes after that and through the journey, uh, it explains itself because, you know, he still gets the job done even though his life is not, in the best way or the best shape so it was never about reinforcing the stereotype elements of it all it was just really dealing with the heavier issues that you know make us human and yeah some people turn to the bottle some people turn to other things um so it's it's what he turned to because in the first one there's a little bit of a mention from Tasman's character mary who says you know oh yeah you used to drink Yeah, you did a good job too. So it's just revisiting it and showing what type of broken soul he was then.
0: I'm sort of interested in looking at your career, Mm. and it's in this film too. Uh, uh, A lot of your roles are mainstream, Mm. uh, stereotypic roles, and by doing those roles as an Indigenous person, you uh, turn the stone. You're saying, I'm allowed, I'm allowed.
1: Well, you know, it's... uh, it's not a lost cause, that's for sure. You yeah. know, it's, uh, it's within the parameters of the storytelling and, you know, we've got dramatic license in a lot of ways and, look, I was exploring it, you know. Um, I mean, a parent's, a parent's grief is, you know, very real. Um, so, and it aligns itself with the, the fact that he's going up there on a light duties job doing a missing, following up on a missing person's phone call for a mother who's grieving for her daughter and she needs answers. So it aligns itself with what's going on in his life him losing his daughter. Um, and, you know, he, he recovers himself later on, and that's that's a good thing, you know. You've got to come back around at some point. So it's not like uh, he's totally depleted. He's just at a very, very dark place. And, um, you know, it just seems to, you know, it brings out the layers of the world that unfolds be- before us. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I thought. I, mm. I love the way the film started, Ivan, with the pictures. Those pictures are fantastic. And the... Uh, um Asian connection uh, why did you do that
2: good question why um,
0: that was fantastic
2: well the i mean we rep- rep- we represent ourselves historically with film but um it, the representation of us photographically it's it doesn't quite hit the mainstream that often and um a chance to put that into a film where the mainstream can get a sense of of um of what uh, this country was like, say, in the, in the gold rush um, era, um, but we just didn't want to, I guess, present imagery that we had seen before. So we we dug quite deep to get imagery which was quite different and um, did show the not only the indigenous and the white cultures, but also the the, the integration of the Chinese element, which has been here from day dot as well, and um, actually before even the colonisation even took place, and so. Um, Goldstone is very much about what happens when different cultures clash, and 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 the imagery in the opening credit sequence is, a, is an obvious representation of of what's happening now. Has already been going on a long time in this country, and um, to a degree, um, I don't think we've actually actually faced that stuff that's been going on since then and since the gold rush era and all of the all of the um i guess the uh way that mainstream um european culture has treated um minorities over over the, the centuries and uh i've spent a lot of time um out of australia in the last few years and coming back every time i at I, I get culture shock coming back to Australia, and um, how focused we are on the mainstream side of things. And Goldstone is all about um, highlighting the the minorities on the edges of 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 the of the mainstream culture, and and how those minorities are affected when they're they're having to connect with industry and the economy, and um, and the weight that those cultures are given by the mainstream society and how little it's represented in, in mainstream media.
0: 3CR Showreel Fundraiser, Thursday the 28th of July. Fallout, stunning documentary by Lawrence Johnson, starring Gregory Peake, Ava Gardner, Neville Shoot, and 1959 Melbourne, during shooting of On the Beach, with a side order of international fear of a nuclear holocaust.
2: Today, every inhabitant of this planet must contemplate the day when this planet may no longer be habitable.
0: Fallout, July the 28th, 7pm, upstairs at 3CR, 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, $10. Keep 3CR Radical Radio on the air.
1: Neville shoot, brought the most appalling concept of all to a mainstream audience.
0: For me it was real, it just penetrated every bone of my body. You're on Showreel with Annie and we're talking to Ivan Zinn and uh, actor Aaron Pedersen and we're talking about uh, Ivan Zinn's latest film, Goldstone. Very interesting people. We'll hear the rest of the conversation. Uh, great actors. You you got to play with some really great actors, and you created some great characters for them. How was that? How was that for you, Aaron? You had wonderful.
1: Oh look, it's you know it's always been a wonderful journey with Ivan. I mean, the first one he gave me a stellar cast, and the second one same again. So, you know, I'm forever, Jackie. Jackie Weaver. Yeah, Jackie's brilliant. Look, forever indebted. You know, like uh, you never think that something like that would uh, unfold, and you'd end up with. Uh, a great playground like that, so I, and to be at the helm of it was you know such a privilege. So, I you know it, it allows you to step up, it allows you to you know take it to another level, and it allows you to play with the A graders. I mean you know you're going to play AFL, you're going to play AFL, aren't you? And so it's kind of it was lovely. It was something I never saw coming, and you know like I said, forever indebted for that fact that. Uh, And I did say to Ivan, thanks for that cast, brother, you know, and both times. Uh, But the beautiful thing about it is that they are coming to an Indigenous film and they're stepping into our world and our realm too. And I think that they get, uh, you know, something that, uh, you know, is uh, important to them too. I mean, they take away something that's essentially, you know, genuinely Australian, even if it's just a a small experience for five days or even a week or whatever and a small character. I mean... They didn't just come and shoot the film they went away with you know something that they probably never got from other film experiences and that was uh you know something that makes them smile and and they got great joy from it because you know we just didn't uh worry about the dialogues and the scenes we we worried about them you know coming on to play on our set and stuff and so we made sure that it was an experience i'll never forget uh, so is that
0: how you did it Uh, how long did the shoot take
2: about thirty thirty days all up, mm-hmm. um, but I was out there for two months, and Aaron was was there for almost the same uh, mm. two months and uh, middle of nowhere um, outback queensland west of west of Longridge for about four hours um, so yeah, and it was all there were all kinds of challenges involved with that um, mm. basically, we were on a station which had no power, no um, water
0: How no, did you do that? So,
2: well, we had to set it all up you know and for a pretty low budget Australian film, we did incredibly well yeah. to squeeze every cent out of the budget and and set up all the infrastructure we needed to shoot the film. And that sometimes meant living living within in the sets and recycling everything. And um, and did everyone, you eat
0: the pies? <laughs> well,
2: we had a we had a great um. Yeah, we did actually. I had some. It was pretty good. <laughs> the apple a, pies. Yeah, she's pretty good cooked actually <laughs> it,
0: was, it was so gruesome.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we had we had a um, had a pretty good um, caterer out there, and mm. um, he kept everyone pretty happy. I think the most important job on a on a shoot is the caterer. Yeah, yeah. He
1: was awesome. Like, we camped out, and it really felt like that. And um, it, it felt like an out back camping
2: experience. And the country took over all mm. of us. I think. Yeah, Isn't it amazing? does, doesn't it? Yeah, amazing. Amazing. amazing.
0: You never see so many stars in your life.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll no, never never probably have an experience like
1: that ever again because we we're off the grid which meant nobody could be on their phone. So there was just this, all these beautiful things that were happening. You know, we could communicate with each other and, you know, I mean, to have an experience like that again, we'd have to go even further out back uh, and, you know, it'd probably never happen again like that. Yeah. So it was a one-off experience.
0: Now, Ivan, you did the uh, sh- shooting as well, and I have to compliment you on the silhouettes, the shadows on the ground. I love shadows on ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was just lovely.
2: Aaron noticed that how he was walking. I mean, from above shots, you mean? Yeah, you can I see see the, see the length of his shadow on the land. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, and it's a it's a winter sun as well. So the sun's further away in the northern hemisphere, and so you do get the longer shadows at that time mm. of year. Yeah, gives a sense of land of the giants. Yeah, it you know, did.
1: It was yeah, massive. Yeah. It was and lovely. I, mean, I was just a speck, and it was this massive shadow. Um, yeah, it was beautiful. I mean, all that stuff, is, you know, I mean, just um, it goes down as Ivan's legacy of all these great ideas that he, he brings to filmmaking.
2: It's just such a strong landscape. You just point, you know, you can point the camera anywhere, really, and it's just, just, just it just pays off. It just off. gives. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing about going there to that location and just, you know, spending all your money just camp, setting up camp there because in the morning when you wake up, you know, you just have to point the camera anywhere.
0: How did you find the site why did you how did why did you <laughs> do it there? I mean, I know you come from uh a place up in New South Wales Queens yeah, that's a long way yeah. from where I'm from, from but yeah. um
2: yeah, we drove through there by accident when we were scouting for mystery road um a a few years ago, and that place stuck in my mind and uh but it was too far away from uh Winton where we filmed Mystery Road to be useful, so it uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just in my memory banks and I did I did scout most of Queensland for, for Goldstone but um I didn't find anything useful so I did I did go back out there and I, I knew full well that if I went out there that we were gonna have to look at, you know, building our town to live in out there and to build the town for the film as well. So it's um it was a a pretty big um decision to make.
0: That um sequence with David Gilpil going through the water That's such a beautiful place. Is that around there or did you find it somewhere else?
2: The place is called Cobalt Gorge, which is um, near a small place called Georgetown, which is inland towns from Townsville, about maybe a four four or five hour drive between Townsville and Cairns. So that was done um, uh, after the main shoot. It was just Aaron and... And David Gulpilil and myself and a camera assistant, basically, and we just drove up there and shot that in one afternoon. That's
0: yeah. oh, so beautiful.
2: Yes, yeah, extraordinary. I mean, to sit there in, in uh, having that old bark canoe and um, move through that, uh, through that level gorge is just like for me. I felt like I was just passing through time.
0: That's yeah. what I thought when when it came onto the screen. I, I actually went, oh, like that. <laughs> I actually did that. I yeah. wasn't sure if it had affected other people the same way. Yeah. I just thought, oh, um, and it was like uh, you could feel yeah. it, and then you understood the nature of uh, yeah. its uh, sacredness. Yeah, the further
2: you, you travel into it, the further it goes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, it was very nice to see David Gilpil. uh He's uh, in that role. He's a, it's a completely different role from the, his previous. Incarnations.
2: Yeah, he's not playing a tracker or anything. He's mm. playing this elder who's trying to hold on to his culture and um, against the you know the the mighty or powerful um, mining company and the and the GDP yeah. and the mm.
0: internal corruption.
2: Yeah, and that's another thing I, which I really wanted to highlight in this film was you know the corruption these days is, is not just uh, coming from the white side; it's the non it's the indigenous side as well, and we have to you know acknowledge that.
0: But that's also another message in there, isn't there, Uh, that uh, I I actually saw uh, Boat Kite Dreaming recently and uh, Carol, who's in there, an indigenous man, he was talking about how uh, we've got this job to do, but we need your help. And there is a kind of feeling of that in the end of uh, this film too, isn't there? Uh, I mean, there were two people that dealt with the trouble.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a two hander this film. I mean Mystery Road was, was basically a one hander with with Jay Swan having to solve a case, but this is a lot more complicated and complex this film. It's uh you know, it's just two journeys going on at the same time and both journeys are influencing each other. And uh, you know, young Alex Russell who plays Josh the local young cop, he he's he he can go either way. Um he can, you know continue um the apathy which has been going on. In, in, in any small town or he can um, do something about it so um, and and jay Swan is kind of the catalyst for that, as well as the young girl he comes across at the the local ranch
0: mm, which was a really interesting uh thing to have highlighted there's a whole range of things that you're highlighting that people want to avert their eyes avert your eyes danger danger there's real life has just entered
2: yeah but the idea was to present it in a way where you didn't want to avert your eyes it, it, it attracts you, you yeah know. No, that's it's, right. it's mesmerizing and and it's beautiful and um i mean th- these things are happening in our country right now as we speak and um It's the beauty about film is that you can present it in a way which is attractive and wants you to actually learn about it and feel things.
0: Yeah. So uh, just one last thing, I guess. Um, uh, You've used a character that's in a funny kind of a way uh, similar to the... I mean, obviously other people will have mentioned this, the bony character, you know, the previous Indigenous uh, character that was the police detective who came and solved... Things uh, there was a series on TV. It, it was quite groundbreaking brown, brown at the time. Uh, does this was that an influence? That sort of idea?
2: No, it wasn't at all. Um, I have never seen the series, nor have I read the books. But um, I and mean, I'll have
0: to say, they didn't actually use an indigenous man no, to play the lead. No, the yeah, I play.
2: mean, this is coming from from <laughs> from the core. You know, this mm. is this is coming from my own. Jacey's this conflicted character between two worlds, which I grew up and I know all about. And mm. um, I've always been interested in in the concept of the the native trooper or the, even the black tracker. That's right. Because um, you know that goes way before Boney days. and um, That's the conflicted um, um, mm. indigenous person who's who's actually been employed to to go against your own people, pretty much. Um, so for me, that's the ultimate identity conflict, and um, it's something which I made a short film about a long time ago called Wind. It was it was um, set up in the Blue Mountains, um, mm. west of Sydney, and and I think Jay Swan's an extension of that character which I started exploring way back then. Mm. I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. It's about it's a realism of it. You know, like you said, the world two worlds things a fine line for both of us and. We're not romanticising it, you know.
0: Um. Well, that's the beauty of it. And uh, I love the way David Wenham actually can look so grotty. <laughs> he allows himself to be such a, mm. a grotty man.
1: Oh, he's hilarious.
2: I had to stop myself from laughing in that scene
1: because was, it was a, such a joy to watch, even being in the scene.
2: Yeah, and, and he also brings a sense of lightness to the film as well, which I think is, you know, it, it's, it's always encouraging not to take yourself too seriously or your film too seriously even though you know you've got important issues to talk about you just you know you can relax at the same time
0: <laughs> mm. well congratulations this is a great film and that was ivan zen and actor aaron pederson talking about goldstone go along and uh you decide what you think. It's uh, quite a uh, satisfying film. Coming up next is Published or Not. I'll go out with an Indigenous song, Basics, by Jula, I think correct. Bye-bye. <laughs>